Well, welcome Pathway Church at all of our locations. Those of you who are watching online to this incredible Mother's Day weekend. And certainly as I was thinking about Mother's Day this week, I thought of a story that I'd heard of when God made mothers. Now, it was the sixth day of creation when God was making mothers, and he had been working overtime when an angel of the Lord appeared to him. And he said, why are you spending so much time on this one? And the Lord answered, have you seen the specification sheet on a mother? She has to be completely washable, but not plastic, have 200 movable parts, all replaceable, run on black coffee and leftovers, have a lap that can hold three children, but disappears when she stands up. She has to have a kiss that can cure anything from a scraped knee to a broken heart and have six pair of hands. The angel was astounded at the requirement, six pairs of hands. The Lord replied, it's not the hands that are the problem, it's the three pairs of eyes that are the problem. One pair of eyes to see through closed doors as she asks her children what they are doing, even though she knows what they are already doing. Another pair on the back of her head to see what she needs to know, even though no one thinks she can know. And a third pair of eyes on the front of her head that are looking for errant children and saying that she understands and loves them even without saying a single word. She can heal herself, feed a family of six on a pound of hamburger, and she can get a nine-year-old to stand in a shower. The angel moved closer, and he touched the woman. But you have made her so soft, Lord. The Lord agreed. But I have also made her tough. You have no idea what she can withstand. The angel was impressed. You are a genius, Lord. You have thought of everything. Mothers are truly amazing. And we do want to say today to all of our mothers, once again, you are truly amazing. And we want to say that we love and that we so appreciate you, especially uh, today. Now, one of the main reasons I think God created mothers to be this way is because in the parenting race, we are not running on a flat track like this one on a spring day. No, the parenting race that I think that we are in is a little bit more like a tough mutter. Now, if you don't know what a tough mutter is, a tough mutter is a grueling endurance race in which participants attempt a 10 to 12 mile long obstacle course that tests their physical and mental stamina. You climb over walls, you crawl through mud canals, you do obstacles like the firewalker. The firewalker where you run through pits of fire that have flames up to four feet high. Or other uh, obstacles like electroshock therapy where you run through a dangling set of electrified wires. I mean, this race is crazy. And all of these obstacles in this environment make this race incredibly difficult. And I would say the same is true for us in our parenting race. We, in our parenting race, we've got all these challenges, all these obstacles that make this race that we are in incredibly difficult. For example, I read recently on a National Parents Organization website that in 1946, a poll was taken of high school teachers asking them to name the top offenses that were committed by their students. And their list was talking, chewing gum, 
running in the halls, wearing improper clothing, and not putting paper in the wastebasket. Now, more than 60 years later, the top offenses reported by teachers about their students were rape, robbery, assault, murder, and suicide. You see, this environment that we are running our parenting race in, in which our children are with us, is getting increasingly more treacherous. It's getting increasingly more obstacle-laden. Some of these other obstacles that we are facing are teen pregnancy has increased by over 500% in the last 30 years. Young people drink one-fourth of all the alcohol consumed in the United States, according to the Associated Press. And over 4,000 kids a day catch a sexually transmitted disease. So what are we supposed to do as parents? How are we supposed to navigate this incredibly obstacle-laden, treacherous environment that we are in? Well, one of the greatest values in a person being a follower of Jesus Christ is God gives us all the power and all the wisdom and direction to be able to run this race and to be able to help our children run this race successfully. Now, back in the first century, Peter wrote a letter to some Christ followers there who were living, really, in a very similar kind of environment. We know from ancient history that during this time period of the Roman Empire, it was beginning to disintegrate. Families were fracturing. Husbands and wives were divorcing each other almost for any reason. And because of pagan religion, there was rampant prostitution and drunkenness in that culture. So Peter writes this letter to the Christ followers there that were living in a very similar kind of uh, obstacle-laden environment that we are in today. And this is what he says. He says, His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. So the first truth that Peter launches out here that will enable us to be successful in this parenting race, to enable you to be successful in this parenting race, is God has given you supernatural strength. Supernatural strength to run this parenting race. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, our passage of Scripture says that God has given us all the resources that we need to be able to run this race, all the power, the stamina, the strength that we need. He's given us the same power, stamina, and strength that that it took to be able to raise Jesus Christ from the dead, to be able to take death and, and, and bring him back to life. The same divine power he has put inside of us. Now, some people understand living a godly life to mean living life absolutely perfectly. Rather, living a godly life means navigating through a crazy, tough mutter environment and doing it successfully. That's what living a godly life is. Just like in a tough mutter, we're going to face these obstacles. We're going to feel like when we're in this race, we're running through pits of fire sometimes. We're going to feel like that we're crawling through a a mud bog. Other times we're going to feel like, man, there is stinking, dangling, electrified wires. It's painful as we're running this race. 
but he gives us all the power that we need. Really, godly living means relying on God's strength, leaning on it, accessing his strength. So in the end, it's not so much all the time about our uh, ability as parents, rather that's more about our availability to be able to act obediently and lean and access God's power, to lean and trust and rely on God's power. And that's why praying for your children, praying for your grandchildren, praying for those children in your life that you influence, praying for them, that's why this is such a big deal. Because we want to do all that we can to be able to call on, trust in, and access God's power for this race that we're in. You know, in 1 John chapter 5, it says this, this is the confidence that we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever that we ask, we know that we have what we ask of him. And we know today that it is God's will that we run this parenting race successfully. We know that it is God's will that our children be able to navigate and run this parent race successfully. So therefore, the scripture helps us to understand and see, man, when we pray anything in God's will, he will provide that. His divine resources will be given to us. And I have to tell you, uh, this prayer component of accessing and trying to lean on God's power has been such a huge and important part of Chris and I's parenting journey. And just to give you a, maybe kind of a little bit more concrete idea of what that looks like, I want to put up here for you the parenting prayer that I, in essence, that what I've been praying for my kids uh, nearly every day for the past 20 plus years. Every day I pray for my children that they would grow in wisdom. Now what that means is I pray very specifically they would know right from wrong, good from evil, better from best. That I pray for wisdom. Next I pray for stature, their, their physical bodies. And I want their bodies to be healthy, but I want their bodies to be healthy for this reason. So that, that their body can be a vehicle, that's where our bodies are created for, to be able to be a vehicle, to be able to share the life-changing message of Jesus Christ. And that their body would be a vehicle to be able to be healthy so that it can love and serve other people. That they could be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. So I'm praying for their stature. Favor with God that they'd have a heart and an openness in their heart to be able to know God, to believe God, to trust God, to follow God in their life. And that they have a favor with man or favor with others around them so that they would be able to, to use, uh, to have God-given influence to be able to move God's kingdom forward in this world. And then next, I pray that they would know God's word and it would keep them pure. We live in a very sexually charged culture. And the way that Jesus navigated temptation when he was here on this earth was through the use of God's word. So I pray that they would have God's word in their heart, that it would give them a wisdom and direction and power to be able to defeat sexual temptation in their life. I pray that God would protect them from drugs and alcohol. He would protect them from false teaching. He'd give them emotional and mental health. That uh, if they, that they would get caught in their sin. If they're sinning, they'd get caught so that they'd be able to admit it and be able to take active steps of repentance. And that God would provide for them good Christian friends, mentors, wives, and husbands. Because as we talk about lots here at Pathway Church, we cannot 
follow God by ourselves. We need other people. We need good Christ-following Christian brothers and sisters. We need mentors in our life who are in a different stage of life that can help us move forward as we navigate forward. We need husbands and wives. I pray for that for my children so they'll have a, a spouse that will be able to help them in this, in this journey. But I'm praying all of those things for them. But my point here is praying for our kids is such a huge part of accessing God's divine power that he has given us for this race. And just to give all of the parents here uh, some hope uh, for their children, kind of maybe regardless of what's going on in their life, and to give you an example of answered prayer, I can tell you uh, that I can remember back when my son Nick was 16 years old, and I got a call about midnight from the Cedric County Juvenile Detention Facility. He'd been arrested. And I can remember the anxiety that I felt as I was driving down there to pick him up. I can remember the anger, the frustration, the disbelief that we were in this situation. I didn't know necessarily what I was going to do. I didn't know what I was going to say. And after I got down there, I ultimately found out that Nick had been arrested with a few of his friends because he was caught trespassing by the police on top of Northwest High School. And uh, it was a long, kind of tense ride on the way home, but as I began to kind of reflect on that situation, I realized God had answered my prayer. <laughs> they had got caught <laughs> in their sin, and, and I have to have good news to report today that Nick took some great active steps of uh, repentance in his life, and Today, I'm proud to tell you, Nick is uh, graduating from college next week, and he's uh, getting married to a beautiful uh, young lady that he met here at Pathway Adrian Bookout next month. So it's all turned out in spite of, you know, being arrested, being arrested. Good news. So the question is, how are you doing, though, in terms of relying on God and his power and in accessing that power through prayer? Uh, because in the end, understand, when you pray for your children, that's what you're doing. You're, you're leaning on and you're trusting in and you're relying on God's power, his divine power, to give you what you need and to give your children what they need to be able to navigate through this race successfully. Now next in our passage, Peter goes on to say, through these he has given us his very great and precious promises, so that through them you may participate in the divine nature and escape corruption in the world caused by evil desires. So the second hope you have in this parenting race, in this Tough mutter environment, is God has given you supernatural direction to be able to make it through all these crazy obstacles that you're going to encounter. We see here Peter's telling these Christ followers that even though they're living in a very difficult environment, that God has given of them his wisdom, his direction, through his word to be able to navigate these obstacles. So for example, in our particular contemporary culture, we live in a treacherous environment, particularly when it comes to television, the internet, and social media. And in the field of cognitive psychology, there's a phenomenon called the law of exposure. In the law of exposure stage, your mind will think most about what it is most exposed to. What enters your mind repeatedly, 
occupies your mind and will ultimately express itself in what you do and who you become. And this law is as inevitable as gravity, but a lot of times uh, for us even today, we might even know that law, but I think sometimes we're still surprised when we see it at work. So, for example, we know that children are exposed to thousands of acts of violence and murder in video games and in movies. Yet we seem surprised when we see school shootings like we did in Colorado this last week or other acts of violence committed by young people. We know that our culture is flooded with all kinds of sexual images of every form and fashion, yet we seem to be surprised when promiscuity goes up and sexual addictions seem to be rampant. God obviously knew about this principle before psychologists identified it. And his word teaches us how to navigate this treacherous, obstacle-laden environment uh, right in the middle of it as our children are growing up. And that's why, like I mentioned last week, it's so important uh, for those of you especially who have children at home to be able to spend time with their children at least on a weekly basis. Maybe while they're young, maybe it's reading Bible stories to them, or maybe uh, as they're getting older, it's maybe a once a week time, at least you're having a little bit of a devotional time, so you can have some very intentional time where you're trying to make sure and teach your children what's right from wrong, good from evil, better from best, through the direction book, the guidebook, the GPS of God's world, of God's word. And that's why it's so important, too, um, when you think about God's word, to have God's word in a principle, particularly like when we're talking, once again, about social media and television and the internet as a, a, a grid, as a guideline uh, for all of those choices. That's what we did at the Carter House. We had a, a Philippians 4.8 guideline. Now, if you don't know what Philippians 4.8 says, it says, whatever is true, whatever's, whatever's right, whatever's true, whatever's noble, whatever is uh, pure, whatever's lovely, whatever's admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So then every time you watch a movie or you listen to music or you read a book, you put it through the Philippians 4.8 grid. Is it true? Is it right? Is it pure? Is it lovely? Is it admirable? Is it excellent? Is it praiseworthy? Does it meet the Philippians 4, 8 guideline? So then, Mom, before your daughter goes out and buys Seventeen magazine, you just ask her, why don't you put it through the Philippians 4, 8 grid and see how it fits? Or when you see something that one of your kids has posted on Snapchat, Twitter, or Instagram, and I encourage all of you parents, grandparents, influencers, children, follow all those kids on uh, their social media accounts. I promise when you do, probably at some point in time or another, you're going to have an act reaction like I have several times. Wow. <laughs> I can't believe I just saw that and read that. But what that does is it gives you an opportunity to have a conversation, a Philippians 4-8 conversation where you can ask your kids, 
Uh, did, did that look like it fit? And to, to be able to, to talk to them about what they're putting into their own hearts and lives and what they are putting into the lives of other people by what they post. Or before your children pressure you into letting them watch an R-rated movie, have them put it through the grid. Or maybe share with them uh, another verse like Psalm 101 where it says, I will set before my eyes no vile thing. But God's word gives us so much wisdom and so much direction on how to navigate all these obstacles, all these challenges that we're facing in the parenting race. See, God's desire in no way is to be able to make us into kind of some weird plastic kind of parent, but God's desire for us is to be able to make us into courageous parents. Courageous, strong parents who know what they're doing. So in no way today to take God's instruction lightly here today. Take it seriously and be able to take it ultimately as your pathway to victory. He wants to take you on a pathway to victory in the parenting race. And he's given you his word to be able to make that, that roadway and that pathway to victory for you. So as we begin to close today, I want us to do some self-evaluation again today about how we're doing in this parenting race. So regardless of where you're at in the parenting race, parent, grandparent, aunt, uncle, influencer of children, I want you to do some self-evaluation. And the first question I want to ask you is I want to ask you, how are you doing in terms of accessing God's power for yourself and for your children through prayer? Are you relying on yourself to be able to make it through this parenting race? Or are you relying, praying, and trusting God in this parenting race? So rate yourself on that one. And then second, I want you to think about how you're doing in terms of accessing God's supernatural direction. How are you doing? Are you doing nothing? Are you kind of stuck in a mud bog? Or are you accessing God's direction through his word for yourself and for your children so that they can be successful in this parenting race. How are you doing in those two areas? Because the truth is, remember, God has given you everything that you need in terms of divine power to have what it takes to make it through this parenting race. And he's given you supernatural divine direction so that you can make it through every different obstacle that you may encounter along this race. He's given you everything you need. And so as we close today, what I want to do is I want to go back and I want to talk to God once again about this race. So I want to invite everyone right now, just to all of our locations, just to bow your head, close your eyes with me, and I just want us to talk to God once again about our parenting race that we're in. And as we begin to pray right now, I want you to think about those two questions that we just talked about. How are you doing in terms of accessing God's power through prayer? And how are you doing in terms of utilizing God's word for discernment and direction in this parenting race? And today, if you think you need to grow in one of those two areas, I just want you to raise your hand. Raise your hand right now if you think that you need to grow and get a little bit better in relying on God's power through prayer 
or using God's Word to better direct your family. Raise your hand right now, all of our locations. If you think you need to get a little bit better in one of those two areas. Me too. I need to get better. Let me pray for us. Oh, Father in heaven, thank you so much for all my friends and brothers and sisters that are here today and their desire to grow closer to you and to be better parents and to be better influencers of children. And thank you, God, that you have given us everything we need in Christ to be able to run this race successfully. And so, God, I pray right now that you would help us to rest more and more in your power, God, through prayer. And I pray, God, that you would enable us through your word more and more to navigate through all the different obstacles that we face in this race. You are good, Lord. Thank you so much for your provision. Now, as we continue to pray today, I know that there are so many of you in here who have just a passionate love for your children, for your grandchildren, and and you want them to be successful, and you want to be successful. But I want to let you know that you will never ultimately be successful in your own strength and power. You need God's divine power. You need God's divine direction for you to be able to be ultimately successful in this very difficult, obstacle-laden race that you or I are in. And the way that you can have access to God's divine power and his divine direction in your life is by making Jesus Christ the leader and the savior of your life, by opening up your life to him. Because when you open up your life to him, you make him your leader and your savior, you open yourself up to his power then in your life. He's in your life. And you open yourself up to his direction through the direction of God's word and submitting to his direction through his word. So today I want to give you an opportunity to do that. To have God, his divine power and his direction in your life and in your corner. So I want to invite you. Don't miss this moment. Don't miss this moment right now. This is a divine moment. To be able to make Jesus Christ the leader, the savior of your life. To open your life up to him. So pray this prayer with me right now. Oh Lord Jesus. I acknowledge that I've made mistakes, that I've sinned. But today, Jesus, I choose you. I choose you to be the leader and the savior of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for the gift of your Holy Spirit that gives me power to be able to run this parenting race God, and gives me power to be able to be a blessing to this world. Now, with everybody's head still bowed and eyes still closed, if you prayed that prayer for the very first time today, you opened your life up to God's divine power and direction, made Jesus the leader and the Savior of your life, man, I just want you to raise your hand real high, just a sign to God to let him know that you are all in and so that I can pray for you. Wherever you're at, raise your hand. Praise God, I see that hand over there. Wherever that you're at, raise your hand real high. Be able to say, God, I am all in and so that I can pray for you. Wherever you're at right now, 
wherever you're at, raise your hand real high. Praise God. Praise God. Let me pray for you right now. Father in heaven, I just thank you so much for today, for my friends, my brothers, my sisters that surrendered their life to you today. God, pour down upon them, Lord, your divine power. God, pour down upon them your divine direction for their life. God, as as they parent, as they navigate through this obstacle-filled world that we live in. Lord, we just thank you so much that you are here and we say together today that we love you and we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.